the date, August 2nd, 1985, and we are watching Weird Science. Weird Welcome science. to I Used to Like This One. Hello and welcome to I Used to Like This One, the show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly from our childhood and attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up. My name is Sean Wells, and with me for the last time this summer, the Gary to my Wyatt. Hello, I'm Aaron Knowles. <laughs> oh, Science Month rolls on. We've got our last one, the granddaddy of them all, one might say. But, one would think. Yeah, one would think. And boy, I can't wait for this. So <laughs> this week we're looking back at August 1985 when the movies and theaters were Screwballs 2, Loose Screws, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. One. We talked about that one last week. Well, yep. have, you, have you heard of the first Screwballs at least? No. Oh, have you heard of Meatballs? Yes. Yeah, same era, same generation. Porky's uh, falls into the screwballs category. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Mm. The Man with One Red Shoe. Mm-hmm. And in one week, of course, we have last week's subject, Real Genius. Mm -hmm. And of course, our movie for today, Weird Science, which earned $38.9 million on a $7.5 million budget. Took it to the inflation calculator there, Aaron. Uh, that's um, $110 million on about a $21 million budget. So, yeah. That's, that's, a, a, that's a box hef office smash. Hefty little movie, yeah. Yeah. That's American Pie level numbers, at least. Very much so. Yeah. Surprisingly well done in a lot of aspects. Mm -hmm. Especially with that with that budget. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we got a lot to talk about. It's yeah, a, it's they, a. They stretched the buck. That, that they will, did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Well, just like every '80s coming of age story, there won't be any real consequences. But just in case, this is your spoiler alert. <laughs> nice. So the tagline that appears on the poster for this movie. Well, I've got five. The first one, I mean, I'm cheating a bit because this one is UK only tagline, but it is listed as a tagline. It's purely sexual. Straight to the point. Right to the point. 100%. I, I can't disagree. <laughs> well, number two, I, I don't necessarily get this one. This buds for you. Hmm. At no point do I see them drink... Budweiser, Bud Light, and any of the affiliated brands of Anheuser-Busch. Unless Michelob is. I, I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, I just, doesn't work. No one's named Bud. This Lisa's for you works, but that's not a thing. So, I don't know. This one's garbage. <laughs> if it was this butts for you, maybe even? I... Uh, Okay, number the, three. Oh, the biggest yeah. stretch. I, the biggest stretch I could think of is like th they made a they made a buddy. Yeah. So this buds for you. Okay. Oh, Ouch. it's a stretch. I don't like that. Yeah. I I I, I get it. I I see where you connected the dots, but no, no. Stricken from the record. Number two is <laughs> stupid. Number three. If you can't get a date, 
make one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sums it off. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Number four, they went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. That's on nail on the head right there. I guess so. And number five, yeah, th- this one, you should have seen it coming. It's all in the name of science. Weird science. Which I'm going to say right from the start. There's no science in this movie. No. No. Cl- clearly in this movie, science is a substitution for the word magic. Yes. Yes. Or, so, or Satanism. Yeah. <laughs> mysticism sorry guys mysticism (laughs) Uh, frankenstein works its way in there too so it does it does well uh those taglines they do sum it up but let's sum it up a little bit better with aaron and a 60 second synopsis Here we go. All right. Weird science, huh? Yeah. We based this month off of science movies, but weird science honestly has zero. The creative team behind this film gave two teenage boys a computer, unlimited power, and plenty of reasons to go to jail. But just like creating a hot chick from a computer program, it just doesn't add up. Gary and White are your typical high school nerds who apparently, through some button mashing on a Commodore 64, attain godlike powers beyond the scale of Dr. Frankenstein himself and create themselves basically a godlike hot chick who can manifest really just about anything. But in the end, what is all this power if you simply cannot get laid? White and Gary will soon find out. <laughs> Watch it. And that's how I spelled like a lightning strike. Like, watch it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Weird science. <laughs> I don't know why that broke me. Oh my god. <coughs> is it the part hand of, motion? Part of hand part of it is the yeah. What people can't see at home is you with your hands up, like you are a grizzly bear taxidermied <laughs> in some knickknack store on a highway somewhere. Yeah, weird science. Watch <laughs> I literally I spelled it W A hyphen J O O S H. It's that, the best way in my brain. I that is how you spell it. That yeah, yeah absolutely. That's <laughs> yeah. You could possibly do without the hyphen, but no, it's definitely spelt with those letters in that order. Yeah. I'd feel too yeah. much like Luigi if I had like an H in there, like, what? Juice. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. See? Or maybe Yoshi. Yeah. Or or, or even like a Kung Fu movie, you know, just a what? You know? Juice. Yeah. 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 yeah no. really W.A. is perfect. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I nailed that one. Okay. <laughs> Grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> Style of the grizzly bear. Yeah. <laughs> Lion style. Oh, grizzly watch bear. Panda. Well, okay. So, <laughs> Weird Science is one of those movies that never made sense to me as a child, and I always thought was kind of stupid Shocker. because of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is funny because there is one thing that happened in the movie that on this viewing, I go, oh. Now I get it. So, I mean, I understand the movie a bit better than I did as a child. But when I was younger, this was the stupidest of all the John Hughes movies for me. And so I I don't have a huge history with this movie, but I've seen it a few times. 
And I'm I'm well aware of weird science. You remember shit like the bras on the head and the torpedo or not torpedo the missile in the yeah the nuclear the bedroom the blue yeah. kitchen for some reason frozen grandma and grandpa sometimes you think there's a popcorn scene that's about to happen but it never does because that's a whole different movie but <laughs> that's kind of my history with weird actual science, science? <laughs> I, I mean john hughes as far as john hughes goes i mean i love john hughes but as we've been doing john hughes on this movie i find it's 50 50 i'm you know some movies i'm like no they they're not timeless Real Genius felt timeless. I, I couldn't help doing a lot of comparisons to Real Genius, thinking of them being in the theater at the same time. Kind of like that deep impact Armageddon thing that we were talking about, where mm -hmm. the rival movies of quote-unquote science, but one is definitely more science. But yeah, I couldn't help but compare it to Real Genius as I watched this movie. But uh, yeah. It's John Hughes. It's aggressively 80s. Mm -hmm. There I said aggressively again. Aggressively. Very much so. Yeah. And I mean, it. it's just, yeah. What's your history with <laughs> real gene, or not real gene. <laughs> we know that one already. What's your history with weird science or, or even like just your John Hughes passion or if you have one? I mean, I'm a big, I mean, I, I think that anybody that has seen several John Hughes films is, is obviously a fan but then there's those ones that kind of are the the outliers that don't really they don't really feel like a John like it's obviously a John Hughes film but also also it doesn't really feel like a John Hughes yeah. film it feels like something he was trying to do like a little bit it's different. an experimental an experiment uh, yeah. yeah that's the yeah. only science that's on this that's in this movie is John Hughes <laughs> experimenting with this one uh but my history really with it is is you know I I've seen I probably have seen or I probably saw it at least one time all the way through when I was younger, at least once or twice, because I remember a lot of this movie. I remember so much of it. I also do not remember at all the point of it. <laughs> none of the none of the point. I remember that these two guys create Lisa this this, you know, somehow. Uh, I remember there being what felt like more science to it. <laughs> but like I did not realize how pardon the terminology here how loose the science was yeah yeah um so to me it's like and there and again there's there were some some very laugh out loud moments watching this but there was also several moments where i'm like why is this even funny <laughs> you know or how is this even possible or like i thought that there was more background to this instead of it just happening I, you know, yeah, I know the word why came up a couple times in my notes. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's my history with it is I remember this movie. I I have referenced it a few times, but to know it and to, to remember a lot of it, it's uh, there's just a few things that just escape what should be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. Let's jump into <laughs> weird science. Directed by John Hughes. Produced by Joel Silver. I'm, I was surprised that it wasn't just the, you know, John Hughes hat trick with, you know, writing, directing, and producing. But mm -hmm. produced by Joel Silver, written by John Hughes, El Al Feldsten, and William M. Gaines. So he's not alone on this one because those last two have a comic book credit. Mm, I, yes. I, I did not realize it was based on a comic. 
I'm like, Weird Science? Was it comic? What the fuck is that? And then I Google it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's like the Tales of the Fantastic, or yeah. or what, uh, before Spider-Man, it was what, Amazing Fantasy. That, that was one of them, you know? So, oh, it's just one of those pulp magazine type comics. Yeah. Okay, right. And so I just think it's funny to realize that, oh, it's inspired by something. I had no idea. It's it's one of those things that, like, obviously loosely based on. Yeah. You know, but it's it's still interesting to go back and read something about Because I, I don't even think I've ever seen one of these in person. I've seen, like, them digitally. I don't think I've ever seen a made of the future in person, yeah. but I feel like after watching this movie, now it's going to be like on my list of things to, to like seek out mm. when I go to a convention and see if I can find one. Cause it's, it would be fun to have. Yeah. It would be interesting to check out. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, apparently uh, John Hughes wrote this in two days. Shocker. And, and <laughs> that was kind of my thought. Maybe, maybe you could have taken three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep on that idea, John. <laughs> Sleep on that one. And then let's let's revisit that in a day or two. Yeah. Take a second pass at it. Maybe yeah. have someone else read it. You yeah. know? <laughs> uh, okay, so we open this movie with like a like a cold opening. We got we got the two dweebs of the movie that are just watching the girls uh gym team. Uh, you know, doing their stretches and stuff like that. Now, mm-hmm. earlier today, I sent you a picture and I said, do not worry about this picture. <laughs> yeah. I will share the context with you later. So, okay, there's two things I want to point out in this cold opening. First, I have a question, actually. Okay. In the States, did you have a physical education uniform in high school? No, I had... A how do I put this? I had a a a requirement to wear like gym clothes, but never yeah. any like actual like requ- no no like required. No oh, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I take that back. At, at some of the schools that I attended, I did, and I it, it, I remember now because it had a block where I had to write my name on my shirt. Okay, so th- it does exist. Okay, because this yeah. is something I've never seen in any phys ed classes growing up here. Now, what I don't understand in this picture that I sent you, why do the girls look like they're about to go work a shift in the warehouse at Dunder Mifflin? Like, why do they have button-up dress shirts as phys ed equipment? <laughs> That's a very good question. Because, they, yeah, they do have, like, I thought, for some reason in my, my brain it was like, are those polos? Yeah. But they look like they're stiff cotton, right? Like, yeah, they, they look like dress. They look like warehouse shirts. So that that was the first thing I wanted you to see, because you may not have noticed while you were watching I the didn't. movie. So, right. <laughs> and so the second one is, OK, do you have the picture up in front of you? I pull it up right now. I'm looking. So I'm looking at actually at like a different like a like a viewing of that scene. OK, uh, but now now I'm looking at the picture now. Okay, now look at the picture of Wyatt and uh, Gary. Yes. Okay, what what does that sign behind them say? Oh, the future homemakers. I did notice that sign. <laughs> I figured you, it was like a... 
it's extracurricular really yeah extracurricular home economics is that what yeah. we've got going on here okay that wow wow 1985 future homemakers this isn't future business people of america or anything like that future <laughs> leaders what is it know, um student uh, the un <laughs> ffa the future farmers of america yeah you know uh, no it's it's no the these girls are gonna be homemakers actually it j- does say just say homemakers so i guess there be... could be some mr moms that go there too exactly right? exactly yeah we don't okay. know. Well, <laughs> still such a weird, you know, club to have at your school. I, it just it blew my mind. Blew I my do mind. love this 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 cold opening had several great things about it. Mm-hmm. And okay. one of them one of them obviously was the dialogue between White and Gary, mm-hmm. which was, in my opinion, is, is some of the funniest shit that I that like just the conversations between White and Gary are some of the funniest things. In this movie. Thinking about their, with their dicks and yeah, but it yeah. is very funny. Yes. But and, th- and then the other thing is um, probably the youngest I've ever seen Robert Downey Jr. Oh boy. Except for like his face swap in. Uh, oh, in Iron Man, which I feel Iron like they might've swapped it from this movie. Yeah. They might've pulled it. <laughs> yeah. This might be where AI got its data. Yeah. So like I just, that and I, yeah, I, now I see the, the, the button up shirts, which is. Ludicrous. really off-putting it's very bizarre yeah like what club is this like is, is this the gym class or are these the cheerleaders like they they have to learn how to cheer in some sort of i don't is know is it weird that the men i mean so maybe this is again maybe this is like a reverse role type thing or you know uh but i just say like because gary and wyatt are in like tank tops and t-shirts. more revealing clothes than the than the women are yeah I, like true. like why it or is it gary gary actually has his like nipple out in gym class yeah yeah who knows hmm. no it's idea. just it's weird yeah. <laughs> it's weird so okay well science now, let's talk yeah so we have the cold <laughs> open they get pantsed as they're looking at the girls and there we go weird science song hits science Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about these people that are featured in the credits. Good cred, cool credits though. Cool, like the the the, the lightning, yeah, electricity, yeah. which is obviously you know gonna gonna be an, a lasting effect throughout the movie. They definitely got their their money's worth when it came to spending that oh, budget they, on they, the lightning effects. Yeah, they, they found the right lightning guy. For <laughs> they're like, no, 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 no. You got to go see Jim. You know, he's on the, the lightning thir- guy on the third floor. Yeah, he's yeah. the lightning guy. Yeah. yeah, second cubicle from the back, man. Yeah, you won't. You can't go wrong. Oh God, he 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 will deliver on the lightning. Yes. He, like like Zeus himself, he will come down with a thunderbolt and yeah, light man. up that screen. I'm pretty lightning. sure he's actually Zeus. Like, that's how good he is with <laughs> that lightning, is how man. Good he is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got. I mean, this again a pretty. Uh, much like any other 80s film, a pretty stacked cast. Yeah. Except for Grandma. Grandma was terrifying. Um, <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall was Gary. So I was talking about Wyatt when we know when in that. But Wyatt, again, Wyatt and Gary have both the most amazing, the most amazing dialogue between them several times. Yeah. But um, then we got Kelly well, LeBron. Wait, oh. with hold on with oh. Gary. This movie is the reason why there has oh. never been a rusty in multiple vacation movies played by the same actor. 
Oh. Because he turned down European vacation to do this movie. Interesting. Yeah. So. Interesting. Anthony Michael Hall is the reason. But, I mean, Johnny Galecki and Christmas Vacation. I I, I, I do have a soft spot for Johnny Galecki (laughs) and Christmas Vacation. Well, was it so anthony michael hall has been obviously in a ton of shit agents of shield riverdale uh the goldbergs the goldbergs <laughs> psych uh csi miami he was in the dark wow. night uh freddie got fingered <laughs> man like uh, i'm just going down uh touched by an angel you know the crow show me on the angel where they touched you yes exactly J- the jamie fox show <laughs> Murder, She Wrote, for crying out loud. He was on Murder, She Wrote. NYPD Blue. Like, The Breakfast Club. Let's not forget 16 Candles, Breakfast Club. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Just a ton of stuff. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the boyfriend. Yep. Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Six Degrees of Separation. Hail Caesar. It's just this guy nonstop. Like, you know, Anthony Michael Hall obviously has been in a ton of stuff. So. Yeah. You know, he, he's had a job or two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he is just like the, the lightning guy. He delivers. Um, <laughs> you got Kelly LeBrock is Lisa, our, our, our beautiful creation. And, you know, she I don't really know. I know I've seen her in other things, but I don't really yeah, know. If she's I ever... someone I know nothing of, yeah. really, except for this movie. Now, apparently they did have someone named Kelly Emberg, who is also a supermodel. Uh cast and she was removed after two days of filming interesting yeah and then kelly lebrock was brought in she didn't want to because she was on vacation she turned down the role but they i guess they convinced her but apparently demi moore and robin wright also auditioned oh i know that we're, we're gonna need to discuss this much like we did in weird science with the you mean real Unne- genius? The I mean, yeah, real real genius. The unnecessary relationship between an older woman and a fifteen year old boy. Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Um, you got Ian Mitchell, or is it Island? I think, Mitchell's yeah, kid? I think it's Island. This is a m- name I've never seen. I think it's I L A N. Yeah, Island. Island Mitchell Smith. Yeah, but Wyatt. he's he's been in some. He's been in the Goldbergs actually. Yeah. Also, Axe Cop, Superboy. Um, Identity crisis, uh, not not a whole lot. He, you know, it looks like he had a damn like a twenty six or twenty four year year break between ninety one and two thousand fifteen when he came back and voiced uh he voiced in the show Axe Cop, and then two years later did the Goldberg. So not a long career. Yeah, and uh, well, and Goldberg's usually casts half of these people just as like a pity throwback cast. True. And true. then and then they end up becoming like love characters on the show. Cuz Steve Gert- <laughs> Gutenberg had a reoccurring role and so did a couple other like 80s names, you know. That movie just or that show just caught me off guard because uh the main character just had hit his growth spurt and just like completely shot skyward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So unlike Island Mitchell Smith with not a big background of movies. We have the next guy, Bill Paxton, is Chet. Yeah, the only this guy, guy who have fought an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator. Wow, that's right. <laughs> so true, and a tornado. Yeah, yeah, that's well, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, Bill Paxton, obviously, 
massive massive background i mean another another agents of shield guy i'm always going to talk about agents of shield uh yeah. edge of tomorrow you know as the uh the drill sergeant you know um two guns haywire uh club dread spy kids three for crying out loud he was on frazier <laughs> yeah. you know um spy kids two going back in reverse order true lies tombstone oh, apollo true 13 lies. I love twister true lies. Yeah. man this the dark backward if you ever see the dark if you ever if you like dark independent comedies check out a movie called the dark backward it's a weird it's about a comedian who's like terrible at being a comedian um who wakes up one day and he's grown an arm out of the, his back crazy like an, like an extra arm so mm. really interesting movie uh navy seals next of kin miami vice aliens just this commando terminator just like you said uh bill paxton just we, we don't need to go any further the, the man is a legend yeah Suzanne Snyder as Deb, Judy Aronson as Hilly. These are, I believe, are their their love interests. Yeah. In yeah. in this film. Yeah. Um, and then Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, who goes only by no Jr. No Jr. No he was he was Jr. free in this movie. He only yep. went by Robert Downey. I did make a note of that as the credits rolled by. That's a little note that IMDb <laughs> also missed in their. In their little uh, Ooh, rundown there, IMDb. yeah, yeah. But usually they have like as whatever, but yeah, the only one is Robert Downey in this. Yeah, and then like, and then a bunch of other people that whatever who whoever they are. But I do want to shout out Michael Berryman. Yes, one more time, Michael Berryman. <laughs> for for some reason, it's been the summer of Michael Berryman as lo- as well as video games, science, and you know. Oh hating. my god, that yeah. scene. I'm sorry, Michael Berryman killed it in that scene. I, I can't wait to talk about the scene. He's yeah. like, could, could <laughs> I could lose my teaching job? <laughs> he said, he said, he said, uh, st- what did he say? He said, uh, bless you, or you know, like be blessed or something as he leaves. The house. <laughs> we'll talk about oh. that scene. Oh my god, it was so oh, funny. Yeah, oh, so, but yeah, good cast. Good, good cast. cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. After our cold opening and our weird science theme song, we get to the boys who are having a sleepover because I don't even fully understand the story why. Their parents are out of town for the weekend and... He's got two beds in his room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went through a phase where I had bunk beds for some reason. Okay. I don't get it. He doesn't have a brother unless, unless Chet used to sleep in the same room and they just kept it that way yeah you know but but chet seems pretty old Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't i just yeah i don't even fully understand though them staying home but whatever they're they're home for the weekend or home for the night for a sleepover is is it just one night or is it no it's the whole weekend right it's the whole weekend yeah 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 okay I mean, maybe their families are that close to where, you know, like, they're like, hey, staying over at my house, you know, we're going to have, you know, they spend a lot of time together, so let's have, like, a bed for them just in each room, you know? Slumber party. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the thing to do. They didn't have phones back then. They had to spend time together. And have tickle fights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But this movie, honestly, this movie goes from, like, goes to, like, zero to 60 in, like, no time. It goes, like, just batshit crazy immediately. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 like, just, 
I was going to say, no acceleration. No just, foreplay. No, no foreplay. foreplay. <laughs> no tickling of nothing. It's just like we went from having two nerds that get pantsed in the gym to these mm-hmm. two guys apparently having the ability to hack into NORAD and and, and use their computer <laughs> system yeah. to to create a woman. Yeah. Using whatever – like I, this kid is amazing with, with whatever he's programmed on this computer or home computing device. He can simulate – you know, big breasts and little breasts on a on a torso and make them go all wild like googly eyes. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a scanner. I didn't even know scanners were a thing back then. But he's got some kind of scanning machine that's mm-hmm. quick as fuck. By the way, yeah. I've never seen a scanner scan quick as quick as that. Yeah, feeding photos in just like yeah. it's a shredder, like yeah. yeah, which is probably what it was. But yeah, we find out that from like a Barbie doll and some. Uh, computer programming and pictures fed into this slot you you get a woman i mean but that's your science right there science well not after not until after some weird red cloud forms in the sky somehow they're manipulating weather now yeah yeah they're manipulating weather it's causing some kind of severe catastrophic weather phenomena above their house and while they create this, they they click enter. It creates some kind of lightning bolt effect that strikes the house. The lightning it's, guy back the lightning on guy the job. Is, is back on it. He's getting overtime for this one. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, the computers, the computers are now working themselves. They don't need any power. They're unplugged. They're shut off, but they're still going. Freaking Gary is just grabbing pieces of machinery and throwing it out the window. And then all of a sudden, it stops. Yeah. I mean, this is a great montage. I gotta say, this is a great montage, though, of them creating this, like, woman. Yeah. Great and the, music, and the, great and montage. And the things that they want in her, like uh, Einstein and and Bach and... Uh, oh, yeah, the fingers of, like, Bach and the brain of Einstein. Yeah, and, and also then, a little, wasn't it, like, David Lee Roth or something like yep, that fed yep. in there, too? Yeah. Some Van Halen. Yeah. Um, just they, they want her well-rounded. <laughs> I mean, including honestly, including the breast area, they want her well-rounded. Honestly, I would say this is in, in the terms of creating a fake woman. This might be the most respectful version, yeah, that they could have done. Because I mean, they could have made they could have just been like, "Oh, we want her to you know to do everything that we please, so let's make her dumb as hell." But no, they gave her like the brain of Einstein, which yeah. means that they respect smart women, which they is made great. Her amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bras on their heads. You know, the <laughs> yeah, pa- the pageantry of it all, the pageantry <laughs> of this scene, and he's like, you know, he's he's I maybe maybe the real answer to all this is that he actually summoned some kind of demon or yeah. some kind of I because that was that's what I was thinking. You know me, my, me and my weird pocket universes. I feel like somehow he might have summoned either. Hear me out, Loki, mm-hmm. God of Mischief, okay. yeah, or some kind of demon. Okay. I do like both of those. I had a couple of different thoughts myself is that she was either a genie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or she was like whatever Mary Poppins is. Right. Cause I Mary like Poppins, that. like this is like basically horny Mary Poppins. Right. <laughs> right. Or yeah, Mar- either, either that or would, you are... would. Yeah, there you go. Or either <laughs> either that or you're going to have Hagrid knock down the door and say, you're a wizard, Gary. 
Like, <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's in my notes in bold. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, but you know like really it's you know you've got magic basically is replacing Mm -hmm. the science in this movie but i guess if science is good enough it's basically magic right isn't that one of the mottos of science well yeah Um, it's like it's you know the the they say the what is it the oh no what is it's hard to discern the difference between like technology that's too advanced and magic yeah. Or that's so yeah. advanced that magic because, you know, again, we hell, you know, we used to think that any kind of we used to think that women that knew math was was witchcraft. Yeah. You know, so so humans and, are just dumb. Yeah. And somehow <laughs> the magic that they're performing is done with floppy disks, you know, like they're not floppy for long. Oh, oh! Okay. <laughs> Yahtzee. Now it's okay. a hard disk. Now it's a hard disk. Hard drive. Yes. Solid so, state, Bubby. So yeah, they they end up creating a woman and we get like the legendary I mean, of all the things that I definitely remember about this movie, it is the legendary entrance of the blue pantied Kelly LeBrock, yeah. It was definitely a a, a a scene to never be forgotten. Yeah, and Absolutely. the first thing they want to do, of course, because they're dirty, <laughs> dirty boys, is is to shower with her. I okay. We have to get into it, don't we? Yes, yes. We have to just get into the fucking inappropriateness of this fucking relationship. Because, I mean, when you really look at it, they're 15 and she's a day old. I mean, they are molesting a baby. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you like the twist I put I on do. that? I do. That was the, that was the, a, the you had me in the first half. Station. You yeah. had me in the first half. No, it's uh <laughs> no, it really is this very inappropriately weird thruple that Okay, I mean there's a double standard. I think back to the time that I was in like junior high, middle school, high school, whatever, and the thought of one of my buddies banging a teacher you'd be high five in them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now let's take this movie and reverse it. And we've got two girls doing a science project and out of the bathroom, it's 1985, out walks Steve Gutenberg, all oiled up and everything like that in his blue, tidy blueies. All of a sudden, you've got a very, very different feeling movie. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's how it is with the gym teachers that I had in middle school that used to smack the girls on the ass. So it's this weird double standard of one, you feel like you should be high-fiving. And this movie is high-fiving the idea. And it's celebrating the idea that these guys got this old girl and... <sighs> But and literally, she's, she's a the genie, first though. So the first night that she's there, like, like you know, they actually say it that she that he, the only reason that they didn't have sex was that he fell asleep. Was that Wyatt fell asleep? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, she was she was down to clown man. She was like, down, she... but like, there's a, there's a lot here, and I and I totally I, that's a great that's a great analogy with you know reversing the roles because that's that's another thing that we look at here is the fact that. Again, there's been so many movies that are set with a context like this, like Milk Money, 
you know, uh, that one was very much the same way. You had this like, like a prostitute who was very attractive hanging out with this young boy and then mm-hmm. falls in love with her step with his father. You have this one, which, you know, again, two high school, 15 year old boys hanging out with this chick. And she's talking about, you know, like showering with them. She showers with them, you know, and she's like, you know, clearly has the intent to have sex with them. And then, you know, she really just wants, I mean, in the end, her goal is to get them to fall in love and get laid. Uh, but there's, yeah, if you were to reverse the role, I heard I uh, recently I heard a very funny parody of the Stacy's mom song. My wife actually. I like, think she, I saw that too. Like I saw um, a reel or something. Yeah, and it was like something's wrong with Stacy's mom. You know, she's coming out with only a towel on. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. Pardon me for not being able to sing, but like that's that's the whole point of it. It's like why is this woman coming out around a young boy like that, clearly with nothing but a towel on? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something wrong with Stacy's mom, and like I, I love the the like how this kind of falls into that same context and that same idea is that clearly something is inappropriate here. But again, like you were saying, in that era, it, you know, and even today, even that, today to a degree, it's still yeah, it's somewhat. Bro. <laughs> bro, you know, we see. Yeah. I mean, we see it more in the news now, where you hear about a, a teacher having inappropriate relationships with a young boy mm-hmm. in her class, mm-hmm. and it's weird because like. It's More happening. often, it's female teachers now. It's happening a lot, yeah. you know? And then, you know, some guys are like, where was that teacher when I was a kid? You know, yeah. or like, when was that teacher when I was in school? But then well, you not reverse. Not grooming me. Yeah. That's the, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. And then now, I mean, if you think about it also with, with male teachers that do it, now it's like, oh, you're a pedophile. Oh, you're a pedophile. Cut yeah. his nuts off. String him up by his balls. Like, you know, that's that double standard here. But, you know, mm-hmm. it was acceptable in the 80s or at least humorously acceptable enough to make a a movie about it several times movies about it i mean we have watched back-to-back movies but whereas i did question it in the first one especially with in real genius with the older lady especially yes but even the relationship with jordan seemed inappropriately young yeah i mean i i even think back to I knew a couple of those people in high school where they would be in grade 10, 11, and they were dating someone that was in college. And it's just like, even that was weird. But like the 16 to 18 thing is one thing, but well, like Animal the fi- House. Yeah. Oh, you know, the, yeah. Remember with the, the, the professor and like yeah. them getting high and like you see his ass, you know, like yeah. he was screwing. A, I mean, I don't think she was obviously like un you know sub 18 but at yeah. the same point it like it, it's still no, but the other guy banged the one under 18 yes yes he did <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's oh wow like i can't believe how much humor is put at the expense of molestation yeah. in the late 70s early 80s like it's it blows my mind and it's like that is one big part of this equation that still does not hold up and I'm assuming the television show, which came out in the 90s, probably still featured the same thing. Did, like, do you think the television show also had, like, a learning how to kiss scene? Like, That's a very good question. I have honestly, I, I know very, very little about the Weird Science television show. I know very little about it. I'm yeah. actually going to, I'm going to look it up right now while we're talking. Yeah. Click, clack, click, clack. <laughs> well, meanwhile, I mean, let's step away from the uh, pedophilia for a moment, and <laughs> let, let's let's meet Chet, who is man. Does Bill Paxton play a good dick? 
You know, like this guy is just he's blackmailing his brother. You know, when when uh when they come home drunk, he blows smoke in their faces. What a dick. Like I could like I I don't know for do they say that he's coming home from like a deployment or I feel like he had like a he was like a military guy. That's what it feels like, but I also feel like he's a hunter. Like he yes. gives me hunter vibes too or is he both? I I don't know. I don't know why like I, I'm just like I'm saying this like like the entire time that I ever like I felt like I knew his character like in my mind that's what I grew up thinking that he was like just an asshole army guy. Yeah. You, you know? know, I I did uh, jump over a big portion of the movie to get to Chet, I realize, because we we don't meet Chet quite yet. We only we have only heard of Chet so far. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about the fact that, yes, we, we find out that the Kelly LeBrock, uh, Lisa, is basically a genie. She can mm-hmm. just everything is now science, magic, whatever it is. And after they've showered with her, <laughs> they, they've dressed in their finest I, I do love the finest outfits that they wear with the the red like smoking jacket type uh, jacket that that he has on and everything like that, and they're they're dressed to the nines and then they walk through the door and somehow they're in completely, uh, totally eighties outfits. The lightning guy. The lightning guy. Yeah, uh, he works his magic again and they transform, and <laughs> so this they, is the scene. This is the scene when they get to the bar. That I will always like for some reason stands out, and I'd never like remembered that it's in this movie until I watch this movie, and it's in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's after like you know Gary gets drunk, and you're like, you know, man, you know, this, my, this girl, big old Jenny, you know, I'm just like, yeah. He starts <laughs> speaking jive. I think yes. would be the best way to put it in the early Most 80s. Most appropriate it's, way. Yeah, he's he's jive talking, and he he starts you know assimilating to the people around him. Would yes. be the best way to put it. So yeah, we'll and just it's... say this: they, the, they, Lisa takes them out on the town, quote unquote, out on the town. They go to this bar. This bar is obviously they're underage, so they're not even supposed to be there. They have terrible fake IDs. They go oh, in. I it's I, a I very like Wyatt's mustache. Yes, it's a very different <laughs> group of people than they're used to from their neighborhood. And so they're sitting down with. This, I don't know. First off, I don't know how they got invited to this group, this table. Where I feel like maybe they just sat down and everybody else came and joined them. Yeah. You know? It was one of those scenes. It's the magnetic appeal of Lisa. Yes. I think she went and sat down. Yes. So she sits down and all of a sudden it's just like everybody's kind of gravitated to this this group of three. And they're all making fun of them because, you know, they're all like, how did you, you know, why are you with these guys? They're trying to get her attention. And she's like, no, I do whatever they want. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's how we understand that. I guess that kind of does. Make her a genie. Make her a genie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's tied to her masters. Yeah. I think she so. does actually even call them her masters at one point. Yeah. Huh. Now we figured that out. So she's a genie. Okay. Science. Weird. Science. <laughs> but yeah, so they these 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 they get drunk. You know, Wyatt and Gary are both drunk. Gary's talking about this story about this, you know, him trying to get with this girl that he likes and she kicks him kicked me in the nuts right the family jewels you know <laughs> she, yeah he he's either talking like uh well no i'm not gonna say either because the other one was tasteless he, he's talking like he's a 1940s musician that should be going by like 
blind Gary Lemon or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how he's talking, right? He's talking yeah. like that kind of jazz musician, I think. Very much so. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. fitting in. And who knows? Maybe that was something that, you know, Lisa did to kind of get him to fit in. Yeah. That might have been one of her her tricks, you know. Yeah. Um the other one was a Cosby one, so don't that just oh. just so you know where I'm just like I don't need a Cosby joke in this. I've done enough of those over the years. <laughs> oh boy, so yeah, wow. so but yeah, they they get home. Well, uh, do you do you have anything you want to say about Anthony Michael Hall doing some jive talking? I mean, I I just I I do want to put that out there because. I, I would say that I mostly I enjoyed it. I, I kind of love that he does that. Okay. Okay. You know, and so it's like, it's one of those memorable scenes for me. That's like, here's this kid who's like completely like out of his element has never drank before. And now he's all of a sudden he's, t- well, first off again, I we're, we're watching this as like a, like a, like a, a, not a very, how should I put this? Not a not a a, a, a trustworthy narrator, mm-hmm. you know, or 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 there's a, there's a word for that. I forget the term for it, but there's like a term for a a like basically a viewer who is not trustworthy because we don't see everything that's we don't we're not all knowing we're not omnipotent in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I say that because again, in between scenes, there could have been something that was done that Lisa did to make him fit in. There's, there could have been something done to the group of people to make sure that they didn't beat his ass, mm. you know, because yeah. now he's talking about this, this girl who's casting cast a science spell upon them. Yeah. And them... she's, she's, he, he's talking about like, yeah, this 15 year old, you know, she big old titties. Like, dude, you're in a bar that you have to be 21 to be in. And you're talking about like a 15 year old girl, with big old titties that you're trying to get with. Like, oh. why didn't that cause any red, red flags? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, like, I, there's, there's a <laughs> lot going on here. I never I never hit that. Okay. Well, no, I, I was just wondering whether, you know, you found it offensive. No, no. Well, I enjoyed because, it. I okay. honestly enjoyed it. Because it's just one of those where it's like, I don't think you can do that anymore, though. I, I don't think you could have a scene anymore where someone does that, but... Maybe you could, right? To be like, honest, I I didn't even pick it up as being like him making fun of like the way like a like a black person was talking or him making fun of like a black musician or I didn't I didn't even I didn't even pick it up like that. Like I just thought that he was like having like this hey man hey like you could it could have been yeah but see. In, in in my opinion like I, I I don't think that I really ever took it I I don't think even like being younger I ever took it as that way. Oh, okay. See, and I, I found it. I, I thought he was like impersonating the guys around him. Yeah. Because I figured that's how the other guys were talking. Maybe, maybe, but maybe, maybe I'm the dirty racist here, (laughs) (laughs) looking for things that are obviously not there. Maybe not there. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just, I, I found it weird. But there were amusing bits to it. But yeah, Yeah. but it was one of these where it's like. What, where'd this it's guy odd come and from? it makes no sense yeah. but it's still like to me it's still kind of funny and it, again it's one of those bits in this movie that sticks with me yeah yeah okay <laughs> well the next morning or sorry this is where we go home and we meet chet and he uh oh i guess we did meet chet earlier because he's blackmailed money out of his brother twice but mm-hmm. this is where he blows the smoke in their faces that's a mm-hmm. uh, that's a cold thing to do when someone's that drunk well, they also wake up and they think it's a dream. Yeah. You know, and so they're looking around. They're like, did that happen? Did that not happen? 
and then you know they then obviously Lisa's downstairs. But it almost there's almost this feeling of if you ever you know I'm sure you've seen Fight Club. Um, oh, there's yeah. almost yeah. this this feeling in this scene where it was like the Tyler Durden kind of ghost like kind of like uh like avoidance is anyone else going to be able to see lisa kind of yes because at one point she like she's in the kitchen she walks out chet walks in and then you know and then also weirdest weirdest scene i i I guess i guess i have to say i have to bring this up the oddly homophobic scene well no just the fact that he's wearing lisa's panties Mm -hmm. And, and, and shirt and shirt the very cut off shirt and and I mean, I'm not gonna throw it. I'm not gonna lie. He clearly has the body to wear panties and a, and a cutoff shirt. <laughs> he kind of does. He, yeah. he absolutely does. He nailed it. He nailed that look. That that yeah. fit was that that drip that fit was fire. It was lit. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because he goes downstairs to the kitchen and then like Chet sees him in it. And <laughs> Chet is wearing nothing but a towel and rips off his towel and says, "Would you cover yourself up?" Yeah. 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 And there you go. You got Bill Paxton's pasty white ass on the screen for a few minutes. <laughs> right there. Right there. Out in the open. No hiding it. But, yeah, it's some homophobic language that uh, doesn't need to be thrown around that's still yes. in there, though. See, I mean, Very I true. just, uh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Again, a, a very big '80s thing where you know you had the 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 the, the, the F gay word, panic, yeah, the gay yeah. panic. You had the yeah. the the constantly the 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 gay, you know, character being the the butt of all the you know like jokes. I will say this though: there's been a few movies where I feel like they actually could have gone in very much different directions when it came to like this. Obviously, this movie's not really one of them because I don't think there's a single gay character in this movie. But like one would be like Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. you know, where they they had a very uh, gay, you know, homosexual character who, at the, in his own way, became one of the cooler characters because of his talents, and they highlighted a lot of their talents in that movie. So, yeah. I mean, I just felt like you know, the eighties was a weird, really, it was a weird time. It was yeah. a weird time because it was also there's there is you know, obviously prejudice and bias against you know the LGBTQ community, but then at the same time, like you had a lot of really amazing like lgbtq characters as well so uh-huh. it really it felt really interesting um yeah. anyways the the next scene we get the, is the mall scene they go to the mall yeah we Which, we have who, to go to the mall in the 80s who doesn't take a trip to the mall during an 80s film you know yeah, yeah. give me give me one 80s movie they don't go to the, the mall uh, well especially well breakfast club there you go there <laughs> yeah true <laughs> <laughs> They go to the mall and they're contemplating things, but then they get slushied. Mm. And, you know, I do want to talk about the slushy a bit more in Sponsorship Corner. <laughs> because I made an observation. Uh, I... I you know, maybe this is just my stoner mind putting something together, but I found it funny to myself at least. Well, always on the lookout for product placements. This week, Weird Science is brought to you by Ferrari, Porsche, and Cadillac Vehicle, STP Oil, Nike and Converse Shoes, Cosmopolitan, Vogue, and Time Magazines, Coca-Cola and Sprite, Coke has to be, like, the most frequent sponsor I've seen on this show. I think (laughs) Coke's been in almost every movie. Okay, so 
I notice they drive past a 7-Eleven, but yet strangely, it's not a Slurpee that gets dumped on their head. It's an Icy. An Icy, yeah. Yeah. Which is... RDJ pours an Icy over the railing. Uh, plus, we, uh, we've we got the Game of Life, the Chicago Cubs, Crate and Barrel, Wicks and Sticks, which might be real, and something that looked like uh, Spear Farms Juice Box... Oh yeah, I didn't. I couldn't tell what was on that thing. Uh, yeah, so maybe I shouldn't count it. I I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't high enough definition to to know for sure. Uh, that was a weird segue you just had, or weird like dramatic pause. I wasn't high yeah. enough definition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And then there was also Michelob and old uh old style beer, and uh. Oh, and I, I, yeah, with the Spear Farms juice box as well. Like, Google didn't help me either. I'll, I'll say that too. Plus the fictional cheaper taxi cat company and the candy bar with a K for some reason. And for the first time ever, I want to shout out some people who definitely did not sponsor this movie. And that's Sony Electronics and Colgate Toothpaste. <laughs> because you could 100% tell what they were. But, like, the Sony was partially intentionally blacked out. And, like, mm -hmm. the tube of toothpaste was squished in a way that you couldn't make out the logo, but you could still tell. So, definitely not sponsored by those two companies. And this has been Sponsorship <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Yeah, there were some glaring things, and there were some like hidden things. I was like, hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm, like Ferrari, obviously, you know, yeah. especially running through the neighborhood. I mean, that was later on. Never mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they get they get they get slush or they get icied at yep. the mall, and they yep. don't. It doesn't even bother them. You know, mm -hmm. they're so used to being the 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 nerdy kids, or or maybe it's either it's either this. It's either they're so nerdy, they're used to it. Or they have so much confidence now that it doesn't bother them. Maybe. Could be that. Yeah, but it's not like they're going to be chasing after them, though. True, true. <laughs> we, we, we do know that, no matter what. Yeah. And, and then uh, at this point, we see, was it uh, Deb and Hilly, who are uh, RDJ's... Um, let's see, let me pull and up what's, Who's the other again. guy? Max? I think the other guy Ma yeah. be Max, yeah. So you got Max and you got Ian, who are the two bullies, and they're you know their girlfriends, which are Deb and Hilly. And so after they after Max and Ian dump the Slurpee onto them, the icy, the icy, excuse me, yeah, the yeah. girls decide, well, Thank we don't you. need any of this; they're embarrassing, so they walk away. <laughs> they're done. Mm -hmm. But then those boys are just so nice, and they beg them to to give them one more chance, and you know. They're gonna take them to a cool parties, and they're gonna treat them like a like you know like cool like good good girlfriends. Yeah. And so they take them back. Yeah. Until they see Lisa coming up the escalator. And then they just disappear. Yeah. They just follow Lisa. Yes. Yeah. And like, like... And, and somehow her genie science has worked somehow to clean off the boys and get them inside the Porsche. You know to show up right in front of RDJ there mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, no, I'm with these guys. Yeah. And then, I... and then, and then Anthony Michael Hall does some really awkward, like, 
necking with her in a way that it's like, well, obviously she only gave Wyatt the kissing lessons because Gary has no idea what the fuck he's doing. It's so off-putting. It's so off-putting. <laughs> well, yes, then throw in the age gap as well. That also does not help the situation. But that's me being on the other side of being yes. a teenager. <laughs> And then, what is it? Is, is that when she... So, okay. And here's the other thing is, I understand that she's like an all-powerful... Or we, we now know that she's an all-powerful genie. I get that. Yeah. Um, science but, genie. A science it's a, genie. It's a hyphenate, yeah. But she's what, so like flirtatious with the bad guys. Yeah. You know? But she invites him to the house party. You know, she's a mm-hmm. nice science genie. She invites him to the house party. But let's... I, I want to talk about this next scene. With the parents? With the parents of Gary. <laughs> yeah, the whips, chips, dips, and nips. The, the... the whips, chips, dips, nips, the, 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 yeah, it, the chain sprains, whatever, all that stuff. It's This is the most uncomfortable scene because at one point, so so Gary is trying to talk to his parents about letting him go to a party. Mm-hmm. And you got Lisa, who's this complete stranger who's probably 20 years his senior, who talking to them and like trying to get them to be okay, like you can go to the party. And then at one point, she just pulls out a revolver. Yeah. Yeah, just casual. Just that, that's, casually. That's what they call a Florida howdy dude, isn't that? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> a Florida what? Howdy do? A Florida howdy do. Yeah. Wow. yeah uh i i will say though in this scene i love the screaming match about gary tossing off (laughs) oh my god yes i was that's one of those ones where i was like i'm not tossing off (laughs) (laughs) that that was a funny scene to me i mean it's just like this this movie, it, it's filled with a lot of funny movie moments, yeah. but like it's just, it's such a weird disjointed movie. It is. It's the pacing. It's the pacing because like yeah. we're already to like ha- this is basically I, I I wanted to say this was only like, almost like halfway through the movie when you get to this scene where they're getting ready to have the party and they're they're having this like twenty minute discussion with his parents about him going to the party and her and then Lisa pulling the gun on him. Yeah. And it's just like, how did we get here already? Yeah. You know, like what sense does this make? Like we're we're, you know, cause it like what and I want to ask this at the end, but I'm just like I i I'm already thinking of the, at this halfway point of the movie. I'm like, what is the fucking point of this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who who is the actual antagonist of this movie yes because i don't know if it's actually rdj and max like i i don't know if it's those two guys or is it chet we don't know chet or is it lisa herself yeah she is she a demon yeah is she an evil genie is she a gin is that get out of my brain man get out of my brain sean oh the amount of times i've played that in words with friends over the years fucking (laughs) That is, and I always get the message the first time I play it with someone. What the fuck is a djinn? Yeah, yeah. I know the D's not actually uh, pronounced, but uncultured swine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I do say it like that though to know that that is the word that I am saying though, since this is a uh, audio format. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so it's party time, right? Why yeah. and Gary are hiding in the bathroom the whole time though? Oh my god, that was so annoying. 
Everybody's showing up. You got Max. You got Ian. The two the two asshole bullies are there. You got their girls, Deb and Hilly. A bunch of people that nobody how, knows. They just showed up. How did up. they choreograph everyone showing up all at once so that it was only one doorbell ring? I don't know, but that was amazing. I love a good yeah. scene like that. I that yeah. that shows right there. That that right there shows the true, uh, like a good organizational production. You yeah. know, I've I you've done some some more acting work. I've done some background work, and I've seen some pretty effed up and terrible coordination from some some production teams. And I want to be a part of of a production like this. You know, everybody's <laughs> out there. Everybody's like, "Hi!" You know, when the door opens, it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's great yeah but yeah these these guys though they're uh yeah they're just hiding like <laughs> I, I, whatever but somehow the girls find them in the bathroom I, I i feel like there's not very many bathrooms in the house you would think there would be more knocking on the door happening well i'd want to know like what two girls just go upstairs and like find a random bathroom upstairs instead of you know I mean, maybe they're smarter than the other average girls, and they're not looking downstairs. But this seems like a pretty big house to where they would have a couple of bathrooms. Yeah, downstairs. At least one and a half. Yeah, I guess yeah. So. Yeah. I, again, this is a scene also where I really like the dialogue between, uh, you know, um, Gary and Wyatt. Gary, Gary and Wyatt when they're in the bathroom because the first thing, like one of the things he's talking about, is like if you're gonna float an air biscuit, let me know. I'll turn the fan on. <laughs> you know, yeah, an air and then biscuit. the and then the girls show up. And they're in there. They're having, you know, he, they invite them in. They're having a conversation, and we go to almost uh, was it the uh, a dragnet conversation? Yeah, between a, them a little it's... bit. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah and, or, or, or you know what it reminds me of actually with the John Hughes connection is the interrogation that Macaulay Culkin gives John Candy and Uncle Buck. True. What is your yeah. record for most consecutive questions? Thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I yes, I'm a whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, I and I, I I think that's what I enjoyed probably. And then and then, you know, the girls are in the bathroom. These guys they're like, "Oh, the the girls end up asking for some privacy instead of leaving the bathroom, they go into the the, the shower." Yeah. And they have a discussion there. And when they look back out of the shower about engaging with these two beautiful girls, they're gone. And yeah. there's some very you know uh, less attractive women in the bathroom now with the party that loud and them whispering that quietly to each other well i guess they really weren't whispering to each other i mean the girls could have clearly heard that from the other side of the shower curtain but yeah yeah you, you with a, pow- a party that noisy raging down t- out downstairs you would hear that door open and close to the new people coming in absolutely they were not Absolutely. blocking out the noise of that party being opened to them. Very yeah. true. There's there's a lot of there are a lot of signs that should have been heard when when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> But that doesn't really matter anyway because Wyatt's grandparents decide that they're just gonna pop in and check on Wyatt because he's all alone in the house tonight. And that was a mistake. They they just but they can't bear the thought of him being alone. Yes, and then yeah. I want to say, was this before or after the Max and Ian went to go talk to? Because Max and Ian ha- now know, like around this scene, they now know. 
Oh no no. So 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 Lisa, I think is it after she deals with the grandparents, she b- runs into Max and Ian and she says I will do whatever Wyatt and Gary tell me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, and so you- then then they go and find them and they decide that they're just going to recreate the experiment with the guys that have been bullying them for years. After they they was it so after they uh ask Wyatt and Gary to tell her to do it with them. Mhm. Right. So yeah. they deny that they they can't tell her to do anything like that because it wouldn't be right, which I love the fact mm-hmm. that they would not. I think that's a that's that right there is a great, I guess, point of their character. Consent you know, and how they're important. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They would not do that to her. So I I love that they included that in the film. And then I think, again, the the alternate plan was to create another woman. Mm hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, if this works, honestly, like they they're they're in for some amazing money in their future, uh, right? But yeah. I mean, we saw them throw half the equipment out the window in the previous scene, and uh, <laughs> this is and, true. And half of it got destroyed, so it's like they don't even have all the tools in place to actually do this again, unless Lisa magic them or science them up a uh, some sort of replacement system. Maybe. I mean, that's again, that might be one of those things that happened off scene, deleted scene, you know, in between the the pages of production. Mm -hmm. Something fell between the crack. So now here is the part that for the first time in like 30 years, I finally understand the experiment goes wrong because they forgot a doll. Yes. Yes. They forgot to plug in the doll. And instead it zaps the contents of a Time magazine. The, the lightning guy strikes again. Nice. I just landed <laughs> yeah. that. But yeah, he, he hits us with some more lightning on the cover of the Time magazine. And that's why a missile forms in the middle of the house. Before now, I had no idea why the house goes haywire. And now I realize, oh, it's the Time magazine fucked with everything. Yes. Yeah. You don't mess with science. Can't mess with science magic. I still don't get the blue kitchen. Like I realize everything went haywire. I realize that the the but I don't get the blue kitchen. I I don't necessarily either. I like to think maybe there's an ad for uh, IKEA in there or something, or or like I, a painting yeah. ad. You know. Yeah, yeah. Color your world, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah, sense. Benjamin Moore. Yeah, they take out an ad. Sure. So things go crazy with the missile erupting from a silo under the floor now. And then also Lisa catches them in the act uh-huh. and and decides that she's going to do kind of, I guess, kind of like a punishment slash opportunity. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say about the missile, there, there there's actually a couple things I want to mention about that. I mean, first of all, there's a missed opportunity for a movie like this to have a you know, or are you just happy to see me type joke in there somewhere. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I do also like the touch of the dove landing on the top of the weapon of mass destruction. I was terrified. I was terrified it was, 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 <laughs> was going to set the thing off. <laughs> well, I just thought the little uh, nod to peace on the top of uh, the missile was kind of funny. Yeah. But I, uh, I read that with this, when this scene was filmed just before they went, Anthony Michael Hall farted 
and everyone broke character and it ruined the take and it was like a hundred thousand dollar mistake oh my god so they had to refilm it in reverse and put some tweaks in in post-production so the missile coming to the floor yeah they fucked it up the first time and they're like well we only got what was it three million dollars in the budget we can't redo that oh wow (laughs) yeah so yeah that that's all i wanted to say about that but like you said at the top, they pulled some stuff off with this. They really did. It with was this limited budget. With yeah, that's an impressive effect. The, yeah, again, a lot of the stuff that I, again, I think a lot of the stuff, the the effects with you know the lightning and the the in certain parts of the movie we see items dissipating are, are kind of like vaporizing because of the magic wearing off or because it's just unneeded, unnecessary anymore. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of we'll talk about more, but there's a lot of really good. Just I don't know, just use of of practical and some digital stuff. And the lightning again, the digital guy with the lightning saved this movie. If there's anything going on, like they made they it was a blockbuster because of the lightning guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, okay, sorry, I I did have it wrong. You were r- uh, right before the grandparents haven't shown up yet. It just mm-hmm. showed them thinking about coming to see them yes. because now that all this has happened, this is where the grandparents show up and get frozen. And then Lisa's like, you know, fuck it. This isn't chaotic enough. Let's bring some bikers in. Let's bring some Mad Max type folk into Mutant this mix. bikers. And not really, yeah. I was going to say, at first it only seemed, like, I, in my brain when I think about this movie that, I've, that I have apparently seen a lot when I was younger, I thought there was a whole lot more than just, like, like four bikers. Yeah. In my brain there was, like, 20. But, like, no, there's four so in in your mind the entire sons of anarchy motorcycle club just descended upon this house plus the mayans plus the mayans and the mayans yeah yes coming in from the other door yeah but this this is where we get michael berryman yep yeah and i feel like the lead mutant biker is like i've seen him before absolutely I just can't well, think of I it. I think he's in Mad Max. One of them is actually in yes. Mad Max and wearing a very similar outfit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, I guess when you find your uh, thing in Hollywood, just stick with it. <laughs> yeah. We've seen that with Michael Berryman. <laughs> but to save the girls, we have to drop, drop a couple of hard F-bombs there with uh, him and all his faggot friends, quote unquote. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's uh but this is the part where he pulls the gun and they're all very apologetic. I love uh, that was a funny moment to me as well. Was their turn of all being like, "Oh, hey, sorry. Yeah, we'll we'll leave. You know, this could affect my teaching job. Just don't tell anybody." All that sort of stuff. You know, like you said, "Peace be with you" or whatever the fuck he yeah. says. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was and the other guy was like, "Look, just call me. We'll have, you know, we'll have dinner." You know, the yeah. guy that's just like grunt, grunting the other time. He's like very eloquent. He's like, yeah. give me a call. We'll go have dinner. We'll talk, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, they were, they're heroes. They saved the girls from these biker guys. So, you know, more teenage molestation could have happened mm-hmm. in this movie. But we, uh, yeah, they find out that it's not a squirt gun like it was with when uh, Lisa pulled the piece earlier on, I don't know a single Gary's squirt parents. gun that you cock. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one of the, you know, unless it's filled with water pellets. 
Yeah, she literally <laughs> pulled the hammer back on that gun in yep. Gary's parents' face, and then yeah. it turns out to be a squirt gun. Oh, and, calling... and and the chamber revolved. Like, it wasn't... Exactly. Just, yeah, she didn't just pull back the hammer. <laughs> there, there was multiple actions happening on that pistol. So you're telling me that this is, like, you know... The little front of the barrel is filled with water. Is that what it is? And the rest is just decoy. Man, I. Back in the days when you could have guns that looked like guns. Yes, without an orange tip. Yeah, this is not a super soaker <laughs> that she's pulling on him. This is no. A, this this is a dirty, hairy <laughs> type a weapon. Gun. That's a hand cannon that she's got. Yes. Yeah. And it's a hand cannon that Gary has and ends up accidentally shooting the chandelier. Because of course you're going up. Oh. Amazing uh, aim, by the way, Gary. Good job there. Yeah. I think at that point, everybody's over the party because the mutants have have left. Gary and White have saved the day. And the only people that are left at the house now are Lisa, Deb, Hilly, and... Uh, Gary the and boys. White. Yeah, yeah, the boys. Gary and White. And so um, at this point, they realize that there's some attraction there. I guess... I. I mean, I would say that they realized there's some attraction there when they were in the bathroom. There was like a little bit of a spark. But now that they've saved them, they're, they're not good on vibes, though. Yes. Yeah. They're young. They don't know vibes just yet. And well, and nerdy. They don't have experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Lisa so, is their experience. True. Which is not a good experience. <laughs> no. It's very, very bad. But yeah, now they, they're they they're alone with their respective, soon, you know, like. Suitors, no, suitors, and yeah. and they just they're talking, they're having a good time, they're bonding, and I, I want to say that they actually end up, you know, getting a first base. At least, yeah, they least, they both yeah. kiss for sure. Oh yes, they yeah. do get to at least at least first base because I think the next scene is them. It's the morning after when the part, the morning out. after, yeah. and they're both like in bed with their suitors. I, I will say it is nice of them to match up uh, the the blondes and the brunettes. Just so I that noticed we that was know a little who, bit odd. Who is with who? Well, <laughs> it, it, it helps, right? Like it's it's like when you're watching a daughter swap porn on Pornhub, you know, and they make sure that the fathers and daughters are both dressed in blue, so that and the other ones are in red, so that you know that when they swap daughters, no, no, you haven't traveled down that Pornhub rabbit hole, okay. Just wow. <laughs> wow. But it helps keep it straight. That's all I'm yes. saying. You know, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> spicy. That's a very spicy point of view. Or should I say porn of view? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ch- Chet's home. He's an asshole. He wakes them up. <laughs> with a shotgun. With, oh my God, that had to be so painful. If you've ever been hit in the head with any kind of like weaponry, guns are not soft. Those are thick pieces of metal like yeah. they fucking hurt yep. so i feel bad for both and then he hit the girl in yeah. the head with the shotgun too yeah. like well, and what? and the even the end the the pressure that he is pushing on their noses with that barrel yeah i mean the barrel is not exactly rounded oh yeah there, no. there, there is an edge around the edge of a barrel i mean it's yeah you're you're gonna end up with some marks it'll be yes. like you fell asleep on corduroy or something i would only hope that they put some kind of like maybe like rubber gasket around it or something to make it a little bit more comfortable and not to mess up their their face or something yeah yeah um yeah. but yeah then what is it so chet yeah, wakes yeah, everybody he, up yeah he's pissed because it's snowing in his room oh yeah yeah he's, so he's snowing in his room uh there is a nuclear missile coming up through the the, the i would say the 
the the the house itself. I wanted to say like the great room into the bedrooms. Um, yeah. And that's just in Gary's pants. But um, ah. ah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's everything. Everything is just all fucked out in, in the this blue entire kitchen. house. Yeah, in the blue kitchen, which is, I guess, the least harmful of all the things. But when Chet sees Grandma and Grandpa in the cupboard, I I like the just <laughs> the dip. Yeah. The 1980s idiot yeah. realization moment. It, it yes. was a. It was well done by Bill Paxton. Uh, oh yeah, he nails this this role. Yeah, like he nailed it. He, hey, nanny, hey, papa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that my grandparents? Yeah. From. Then, <laughs> are they dead? Are they dead? <laughs> and then, meanwhile. Uh, while he is like chastising, like drill sergeant style, all these, all these kids, uh, uh, Gary and his partner are like just cracking up, laughing the whole time. Yeah. Apparently, this take, the actors were having trouble holding it together, and he decided to use that take. Like there is actually a take <laughs> yeah. out there where they do hold it together. So, it was great. Like that's that whole scene was like it was funny because you actually see a little bit of a. I, I want to say a little bit of a, a, a hint of a darker side of Lisa's character mm-hmm. as she's talking to Chet. And then you see, you know, the fact that I think that, that, that you know, that laughing kind of shows the character growth and Wyatt, you know, and Gary and, and how they're not so afraid of Chet anymore. Yeah, I suppose so. No, that that's true. That's a good point. Even though they still kind of are, at least yeah. for a little while, in, <laughs> in, in, until, you know, he gets his comeuppance. But, I mean, first he's left alone with Lisa, though. Lisa, Lisa shoes away the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, no, go, go take the girls home. You know, and uh, Chet immediately he wants to butter her muffin. Oh like, my he god, is, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is disgusting. So, like, not only is he an asshole, but man, he's just he's a sleazeball too. Ugh. And he he plays it again. So that well. char- that character <laughs> like change so like just rapidly into like this strict rigid kind of like follow the rules guy into like a sleaze bag mm-hmm. is so good. It's just so quick and so good. So I again, I, my hats are my hat is off. My hats, my multiple hats are off to Bill Paxton in All this role. Just yeah, avalanche of hat. But yeah, it, then it's like then, you scored a hat trick in hockey. Exactly, hats just littering the ice. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now and now, uh, again, we get into we we go and we check on check in on Gary and Wyatt, mostly Gary taking oh, his mostly. girlfriend home, yeah. uh, and he is literally without consequence driving his Ferrari insanely around town mm-hmm. to get his girlfriend home. Yeah, he thinks he's going the speed limit, but he's not. No, and uh, like he doesn't even realize like he, he can't even tell that this this is definitely not 35 yeah this is like yeah you, you can't even feel that well i i mean not even just the, the speeding but the the stop signs yeah the yeah. The, the the tokyo drifting around the corners well that that too <laughs> i mean he he is an impressive stunt driver once yeah. the cops get on his tail <laughs> but i'm just even talking about the reason the cops get on him in the first place which is yeah he says he's going 35 yeah. but like he's just he's on he rails. also he's right flying. in front of the cop ran a stop sign so it wasn't just yeah. the speed oh, i'm just throwing th- this out too. there yeah, yeah. <laughs> right 
But yeah, they're like, yeah, he's like, oh, she's like, are you trying? What did he say? She said, are you checking the RPMs? And then he said, I don't know. He made a joke and it was like a really funny joke in that moment. But um, we that whole scene is dominated, absolutely dominated by Gary and his driving skills. And then we get like Mm -hmm. a 10 second clip of Wyatt taking his girlfriend home and, and getting the butt grab. Yeah. You yeah, know, he, he gets, gets the he makes grab. the sec- I guess the second pace. The the yeah, I maybe first and a half. He, yeah, he's kind of yeah. dancing between first and second. They're throwing the ball back and forth, and he's caught in the yeah. middle. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a real pickle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they they the girls get home safely. Yeah, and, well, I mean, barely in Gary's case because I mean he he does oh, the yeah. old outrun them them by crossing railroad tracks as a train's coming. That's how. Oh my god! And, and I mean, of course, the cop gets out of the car door and throws his hat to the ground yeah. because that's uh that's what you have to do if you're a cop that gets outrun. I, I uh, hope oh, that's yeah. I hope that's taught in like basic training when it comes to yeah. joining the police force. Yeah, that's standard procedure, man. Yeah, standard procedure. They have a whole like they have a whole trunk full of hats. Yeah, but they're you know, you know it, it doesn't matter that your name is on the back of the, the license car. plate. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and nobody else in town has a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not going to get found once this train has passed. Yeah, <laughs> that cop has to clean his hat before he can come after you. It's dusty now. It's dusty. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then, and then then Wyatt's goodbye though is really weird because he's like, "I love you, Kelly," before he gets hit by sprinklers, and it's like, "Dude, pump the brakes, okay?" Like, yeah, yeah. There's something that Lisa didn't teach you, unless that was one of Lisa's first lessons was, "Tell her you love her." That's 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 panty remover, you know. <laughs> that's panty applier. but yeah it it, it really weird scene between them but whatever they got the girls i guess so at least they've got age appropriate girls yes yes (laughs) yeah and it's nice that gary also with his girl takes the coming clean approach right like i want you to like like me for who i am yes yeah i liked i liked that yeah kind of figuring out again like Again, like more of a, a coming of age thing where it's like, I don't need like, again, we're going to go with the Aladdin kind of look. I don't need all these riches and these things and all these like Ferraris to be a good guy for this good girl. Yeah. Yeah. I One line that I liked earlier, too. Uh, I didn't bring it up. The first time the boys kissed the girls. I don't remember if it was Gary or Wyatt, but I think they gave Anthony Michael Hall all the good lines. So I think it was Gary. But he says that, no, Lisa is everything I ever wanted in a girl before I knew what I wanted. I'm yes. Like, That's a good line, dude. That's a good it's, line. It's sisterly love. She's like a sister to me. You know, don't worry. Don't be jealous. And now I know what I want and you're yeah. what I want. Boom. Yeah. That's, That's the one thing Gary learned, at least. Apply the panties and then remove them. That's <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, Wyatt's the one that's applying the panties. True, true. He's just helping Gary out, you know. He's just pushing all the women towards Gary. Yeah. Um, so they get then, home to... Oh, go. Uh, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure we're going to say the same thing. They get home and see Chet. Uh, yeah, and he... Is he what? poop? I don't know what he is. Because they refer to him as a piece of shit. Yeah. 
But like you know, well, he's like you know, a frog you, though. He's like a always, toad. Yeah, like uh, some sort of goblin. Yeah, uh, like. Uh, but I think he's supposed to be poop, but like the poop monster in Dogma looks more yeah. like poop than this. That guy. was the demon I, of Golgotha, you know. Yeah, he's like a boglin. If you ever, if you know what a boglin is. Yes. Oh, good, good. I brought up boglins once before, and Colin had no idea what a boglin <laughs> was. <laughs> I I really wish they would have uh, explained what he turned into because yeah. that was just. It, it'll to me it was like because he did the whole at one point a fly is like flying around and he uses his t- tongue so, and he's got yeah, he's like a toad there yeah and then he's kind of got the 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 hands like the almost like sticky looking weird frog hands yeah yeah and but still a flat top that's a yes. great touch that he still has the flat top but yeah I just because he's also making like little farting noises and everything too like yes. little squeaky farts that it's like well so is that to show that he's uh a, a shit I guess like, he is he's a turd I'm looking at something right now where he's just a big I guess he's a big turd okay weird version of a turd because Chet's a piece of shit yeah like yeah uh, how how did that get past uh, you know like even the first step to get all the way to you know the actual build phase like how 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 was the first design not thrown out how did someone look at that and go yes that's the one that's it right there Ooh. no idea I don't even know like again this, when, when I only... think shit that's what I look at <laughs> they, they did not go to the lightning guy on this one they asked the lightning guy they're like hey do you know a good shit guy and he's like ugh you know I, well there's there's uh there's harold down on the first floor and so they go see harold and they're like no you know what it's in your hands we trust you you build it and he's like okay here we go and then they never hired the lightning guy again because they're just like you know great lightning guy he's shitty shitty at giving recommendations yeah yeah we can't have somebody that has bad wrecks around here yeah you know, yeah. well, or at least you just know, you know, maybe that was actually the lightning guy's plan. He's like, no, see, if I give them a shitty recommendation on the shit guy. Yeah, then then they'll never come to me. Then again. everything lightning. And then that yeah. that was his downfall. I could just his... focus on lightning. Yeah. His wife has left him over his lightning. <laughs> his favorite Metallica she... album is Ride the Lightning. I she'll mean... never understand. She just yeah, she'll never understand why, why the lightning is life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh man, that guy's van. I mean, we're talking 1985. Imagine what that guy's van looked like. It had a, it had wolves howling on the side. It had uh like like Hercules. No, it had Zeus Wizards. on it. Like oh, Zeus oh, with lightning okay. bolts. Yeah, yeah, fighting fighting uh, a three headed dog. He was yes. fighting Cerberus. Yes, yeah. with lightning bolts. With lightning, yeah. But like the lightning goes all the way around and wraps around the back of this it, exactly van that has curtains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, okay, so we can't have chat like that, though. It'll no. ruin Christmas. That was a fun line. Yeah. Like <laughs> he won't ruin Christmas, I promise. So they break up with Lisa. So, I mean, because there, there was definitely a math problem with this situation of them, the two of them sharing one girlfriend. Unless you're into that. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Exactly. But... Yeah, it's uh, they end up basically breaking up with her. There's a little they... bit of crying, but they understand. It's it's what was meant to happen. Yeah, 
So does she turn back into Barbie doll form? Like, you know, when they're when all's said and done, are are they going to at least have a Barbie to keep as a memento of this occasion? I don't know, because that's my question. She obviously didn't like she's not dead. She's not like non-existent anymore because she shows up at At, back as a gym teacher, as a gym teacher at Sherman High School. So it's like, A, that's their high school. So how are they going to not notice that she's still around? Yeah. Yeah. Did they did they did they to the equivalent of like Aladdin? Did they like set her free? You know, see, and actually, because it's their high school, it would have almost been funnier in that last scene if she had walked in and they were part of that group. That's what I was was, expecting. Yeah. Drop and give me 20. Everyone faints except them because they know her already. Yeah, exactly. And they're left standing there and they give a big shrug and then freeze frame. Weird science. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, there we go. Oh, no, yeah, the only other thing I left out was, and everything miraculously fixes itself before the parents get home. Again, no consequences. Now, here's the question. As everything was blowing out of the house, out of the chimney and all over the yard and all that sort of stuff, there is a girl that loses her clothes. Now, presumably... She ran away when the bikers left and everything like that. So she ran home in her underwear uh, or whatever little amount of clothing she was left with. Did that clothing end up finding her back at home and forcing itself back onto her? Because we see everything else return the way that it came out. I would think that it would be like nicely folded on the piano bench. Okay in the house and so mom and dad can come in and go but whose dress is this yes whose whose bra is this yes (laughs) i i don't know because that that would be another another issue of consensual uh or consent if if those clothes just you know come back she she could be like who knows riding a horse and then all of a sudden dress attacks her and she falls off the horse she's dead or paralyzed like christopher reeves you know but like, uh, I just there's a part of me that wants to see it like fly after her, like Doctor Strange's cape, and just yeah, she's just like <gasps> running away for the rest of her life. She's like, there's the dress chasing me. The rest of my kite <laughs> like, oh, can never me. stop. Yeah, <laughs> spin-off movie, <laughs> chased by the possessed dress, chased by the dress. Say yes to the dress. That's the name of that movie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, there we go. That's weird science. Now, Aaron on IMDb, it scored 6.6 out of 10 and has a Metascore of 46. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Not as much love for this movie that I thought. Mm -hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has 56% on the tomato meter and an audience rating of 69%. But Aaron, those are just numbers. Like getting smacked in the head by a double-barreled shotgun... Hit us with some reviews. Got it. All right, here we go. Home stretch. All right, so on IMDb, one of my favorite one stars was Rexford Avenue, who said this movie is painfully uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Yes. For years, people were telling me how awesome this movie was, saying it's classic and making references and stuff. I was hyped to see it. Holy crap, was I in for a surprise. 
I wasn't able to watch this all the way through this. I wasn't able to watch this all the way through. I knew something was up when the kids, kids, mind you, walk by wearing black thongs. Excuse me? Isn't that illegal? What the heck kind of anti-pedophilia standards did the 80s have, if any? The bizarre direct sexual contact between our adult lead and the 14, 15-year-old boys continues, getting more and more explicit until they're tongue-kissing for a very, very long time. Yep. I turned the movie off after that. Sorry for being a prude, but these are kids. This is actually happening. I know it was the norm for a lot of 80s movies, Carrie, 16 Candles, Blue Lagoon, for example, to show actors under 18 in nude and sexually interactive scenes, but that just doesn't fly today. I was way too weirded out to continue. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I believe this has come up before with you for some reason, but have you seen the movie Kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean... Th- this one is, uh, you know, <laughs> this I'm also gonna... easily be kids in some yes. moments. Yeah. I'm just going to say also, like, you have to suspend your disbelief for a moment only because some of these actors are probably not 15 years old. You know, yeah. despite that, yes, I understand there's like a, like a certain line that may have been overstepped. Well, several lines that were overstepped, but at the same time, it was a different era. And and I mean, it's not like it's not like it was like a softcore porn where these guys are just like being dry humped till they're like, you know, whatever. But I just think that people need to look uh, like look, understand when it is taking advantage of somebody, when it's offensive, when there's rules being broken. But in this case, it was like that's the whole point of the fucking movie. Yeah. You know, there, there's another point here, too, that a, a different kind of double standard is the fact that a movie like Interview with a Vampire you can have Tom Cruise making out with a 13-year-old Kirsten Dunst, mm-hmm. and it's art. Yes. But yes. in something like this, I mean, like, I I don't want to say I'm outraged by it, but it it, it doesn't hold up, yeah. right? So, but it's like, you know, if, if I accuse this one of being tasteless for that, should I take something that's a little more artistic with with how they present pedophilia? Yeah, I I don't know. I or or can I suspend my disbelief because of the fact that she is a magical being and doesn't actually exist and she's actually I mean, only a day old. Exactly. If you're going to pretend <laughs> that these guys are actually 15 years old and you have no choice but to actually believe that she's only a day old. Yeah. So there's that. Abalash Seven uh, wrote this twenty something years ago. Okay, wow. uh, one of the best sci-fi fantasy films ever. Also a good '80s flick. A lot of very funny jokes and laughs. Anthony Michael Hall and Island Mitchell Smith do a good job playing nerds and are hilarious. Kelly LeBrock as a cyber girl. Lisa is hot. A feel-good '80s movie written by Master John Hughes. A must-see. They wouldn't be able to make a movie. Like this these days, I love the 80s, which is so true. They would never be able to make a movie like this today. Not, it would not just, as easily. It, no. Not as easily. Um, I'm going to do that, one. That, that one did bring up a valuable point that I just do want to highlight is that she is very hot in this movie. And I didn't put enough emphasis on that scene when she walks out of the bathroom of how mm. important her in those blue panties walking out of that bathroom with the smoke and the pink and the everything and the crop top and she is dynamite and her although her outfits get outrageously 80s very aggressively 80s at certain points that reveal in the beginning that's that's a phoebe cates in fast times and ridgemont high level 
of introduction to a character. Absolutely. Um, the last one to read is this five out of 10 review by Lee Eisenberg uh, that was written about two years ago. It's titled, it was undeniably weird at the time. Nowadays, a lot of it looks questionable. <laughs> it says a few years ago, Molly Ringwald wrote an article. I don't remember which publication in which she described watching one of her eighties movies. And nowadays finding the gender relations unpleasant. It makes perfect sense that something from decades ago looks regressive to us in the 21st century. I guess that's the point of media literacy, which I really liked that somebody's analyzing this and giving it a fair review, yeah. you know, which brings us to weird science. I have no doubt that this is very teenage, every teenage boy's fantasy what's questionable is just is not just the depiction of hopeless romantics who want a hot babe i will admit that lisa is a real looker as will we but also the casual use of homo homophobic language which obviously is a big standout for you and i uh whether it's mash animal house or revenge of the nerds pretty much any old movie where people make their own rules ends up looking unpleasant in later years i bet that some yeah. current productions will look questionable in the years to come of course other than that weird science does have some pretty funny scenes i particularly like the interaction between lisa and gary's parents yes same <laughs> yeah i mean i i've even gone back and watched movies from the early 2000s and it's like yeah yeah it's uh that even that doesn't hold up anymore yeah yeah some of the super bads of the world don't necessarily hold up very well exactly either. exactly yeah. you're gonna have like you're gonna have movies that just don't they're they just don't age well and that's that's in any case you know yeah yeah right on okay so yeah uh Middle of the road ratings on this movie. Mm -hmm. I came in to this movie or came into this podcast today thinking that like, I really just didn't like it. You've turned me around on a couple of points. <laughs> I, 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 I am seeing the things that actually legitimately made me laugh. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, though. I, I don't think I have any need to watch it again. Mm -mm. It, it was fun to visit, but... Wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. <laughs> um, one one point I missed, I just see it in my notes now, and I thought it was funny, is that when we see the sign for Shermer, Illinois, its town motto is one of America's towns. And I thought that was just a priceless touch. You know, again, for the second week in a row, because I'm comparing this to Real Genius, having watched that recently, where the science is actually science and actually documented <laughs> science. Like, they actually base their stuff in science compared to this magic movie. It's... I enjoyed Real Genius a lot more. I, yeah. I think that's... It's... I, two weeks in a row, you look at a couple movies where the prop guys are like, you want me to do what now? <laughs> you know, like there, there's definitely some weird asps in this movie. Yeah. You want the a weird, missile? Yeah. The weird and the weird uh, goblin shit troll Chet is another one. Uh, the I don't know. Oh, you want me to paint the kitchen blue? Okay, sure. You're the boss, boss. I It's... You know, there there are definitely comparisons that can be made to Real Genius, but the characters in Real Genius were more likable. And this one, it's like Wyatt and Garrett, it's like they throw you into this story so fast. And then it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yes. It's kind of a dumb movie. But talking with you, you've helped me look at <laughs> it. It's, it's also hilarious. Like, they're... Yeah. There is so much stupid shit going on. It definitely doesn't hold up. 
it's definitely a movie that it's like, no, it's dated. It's definitely dated, but whatever. <laughs> it wasn't very good anyway. I I could be like, yeah. If you've never seen Weird Science, you don't have to, but <laughs> I agree. Weird Science is one of those ones where it's like you can you can watch it and it it definitely speaks to an era and you can see what that era was like it was horny teenage boys it was nerds it was hot chicks in spandex it was uh you know coming of age high school stories it was learning to kiss it was learning to fall in love it was learning your self-worth like this has a lot of a lot of things that are are pull that are that are heavy hitters a lot of reason like you know things that are heavy hitters in other 80s films it also has a lot of things that were in other 80s films that you don't agree with nowadays or probably never will again which is again absolutely fine yeah but this is an iconic 80s film that i would be like give it a shot take a look at it you know it's not a must but it's a it's a recommended just to 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 get a feel for 80s outside of the box john hughes because it is aggressively 80s it is aggressively totally 80s barbie is what it is it's It's also aggressively offensive in like some ways yeah. Um, but at the same time, it has it's it's also I, I want to use the term unapologetically 80s. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You, you yeah. know, and so for me, like I 100 I, percent I agree with you. I would never need to watch this again. I'm glad that we did. I did enjoy parts of it. I enjoyed the discussion about it. Yes, that's for sure. But I definitely don't ever feel like I need to watch the movie again because, yeah, it's like now that I I can kind of tell, like much like some other movies that we've talked about on this show in the last month, two months, I'm glad that we watched it because I can now look at it with more of a more of a, an analytical mind instead of just that young like, oh, this is a fun movie, cool, 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 cool. No, yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at pacing. Pacing was horrible. I'm looking at effects. Effects were amazing. Thank you, Lightning Guy. Um, I'm looking at you know the 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 cast, which was definitely cast well. The move, the soundtrack was awesome, you know, but it's not one that you ever really need to watch more than once ever. Yeah. Later in life, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It's like okay, there we go. Out of all the John Hughes, it's definitely lowest on my list so far with everything that i've watched so far agreed yeah like this one's lower than mr mom i think mr mom i didn't like as much (laughs) but that one's just written by him i don't know he's yeah like i said john hughes has some hits and misses i've noticed and it it just it doesn't age well it doesn't age well yeah on a scale of meh to ugh i think i'm kind of a yeah yeah Uh, Eh, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad I had that you're a wizard Gary joke locked in that was good that was good <laughs> well there we go I think I think that's it that's uh, weird science and that's our show for this week oh boy just go tell people about the show rate and review us follow subscribe all those things we're everywhere uh, go Follow us on social media. media. Uh, look us up. You'll find us. I used to like this one. You know, uh, email the show. I used to like this one at gmail.com. Check out the website, www.iusedtolikethisone.com. <laughs> uh, and 
uh, support the show financially if you want a couple bucks a month become an executive producer just like joshua blum of the 13th hour podcast so you get a shout out just like him and uh there we go oh and my other show in front of the yellow line anywhere pods are cast go check it out my stories of being a bus driver and aaron where else can people find you you can find me at the oblivion bar uh, at the Oblivion Bar on pretty much any social media platform. If you're looking at us on any uh, podcasting platform, it's just Oblivion Bar Podcast. You can find me there. You can find me doing stuff on my nonprofits uh, social media uh, at Shred the Stress. Uh, and that's really about it. You know, just uh, having out here having a good time. And uh, I appreciate you having me on the show so many times, Sean. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a pleasure being here. Uh, I'm sure it'll happen again. You know, it's, in the future, it's been a very fun summer. I've I've yes. thoroughly enjoyed this summer. <laughs> I mean, if I had to rate this month, I think Real Genius was my favorite one of the month. I mean, Stay Tuned was a close second, but Real yes. Genius really stood out. But the other ones were definitely kind of <laughs> they 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 were chats. They, they were, were chats. chats. They yeah. were shit monsters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's what's my MVP of uh, a video game month. Oh. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, it might be Street Fighter. It might be Street Fighter. Quick, change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Doctor Strangelove for the first. Oh yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Doctor that one, that one, I will. That'll stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Uh, music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band, Carter and the Capitals, anywhere you listen to music. It's been a huge pleasure having Aaron Knowles here for his summer residency. You have officially fulfilled your contract. You will not be sued. Guess <laughs> I don't need another lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing I needed right now. Right on. And so Colin is back with a movie you've never heard of, but a guest that I feel like you need to hear because this is like one of the coolest men I've ever met. His name is Raphael Xavier. He's he's a B-boy from Philadelphia, but he's also a Harvard professor in like hip hop dancing. Yeah, he's award winning. Uh, Look him up right now, Raphael Xavier. That's the fucking coolest handle ever. And before I found out that his last name is pronounced Xavier, I'm like, oh, does that mean that you're fucking Professor Xavier? But yeah, he's, awesome. he's on IMDb. Uh, he's on IMDb. I he's see. Done a couple documentaries and shit. Yeah. I'm watch him dance a little. Yeah, he's cool shit. So the movie is this South African kung fu movie it's that one i told you about a long time ago kill and kill again it's just this so it's so bizarre like it's <laughs> up up the alley i i compare it to buckaroo bonsai that's mm. what i do yeah so it was a fun conversation yeah yeah so yeah kill and kill again crazy <laughs> Anyway, big thank you to Aaron for joining me this summer and uh, join me next week on I Used to Like This One, back with Colin.